0: Badass Nation, and welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you to own your inner badass and sharing strategies with you to badass your business, or in other words, get badassified. I'm Annette Piper, the Badass Business Chick, and your host for today's show. And today is, is totally rockin' show. We have Mike Mark Struczewski. On the show today. See, I screwed up the first day instead of the <laughs> last name. So let me give you the lowdown on Mark. Mark, or also known as Mr. Productivity, helps people be more productive in our distracted world. In addition to being a productivity ac- expert, Mark is a speaker, host of the Mark Struccheski Show podcast, and online trainer. His strategies have guided CEOs and executive directors, business owners, business corporate specialists, and entrepreneurs to get back control of their time. Welcome to the show, Mark.
1: Annette, thank you so much for having having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, this is super exciting. I love the topic, but before we dig in... Tell us a little bit more about you, your business, your life, what you're passionate about, and what inspired you to start your business.
1: <laughs> well, I'm an only child. I think after my parents had me, they said, oh, my goodness, that's all we can handle. So that was it. They broke the mold. They shut the factory down. Uh, so I never had a brothers and sisters when I was growing up. And so as a result, I was really uh, tough to share. I didn't like to share it because I didn't have to share with anybody. I didn't have anything in the house. So it's, that was kind of weird. But how I got into productivity, interesting enough, it was all result of me getting fired from my job here in Houston back in July of 2005. And when I got fired, I decided, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And I said, I know I'll be an entre What's that word? Entre- oh, wait, yeah, entrepreneur. I didn't know what it was, but I was going to be one. And so my first endeavor was in wedding and portrait photography, which failed, but one of the things that came out of there was my love for public speaking, which is ironic because back in high school and college, university for the rest of the world, um, I never liked to give oral reports at all. Now, as you, your listeners will find out in the show, you can't keep me to shut up now. My problem was, is I didn't want to talk about photography because I originally got into speaking to promote my photography business. So, then I came up with some topics, which I'm, a, I'm ashamed to admit, but I'll be honest with you on your show. One of them is called From Hopeless to Hopeful. I don't know where I came up with that one. Of course, that didn't go anywhere. The other, another one I came up with was How to Overcome Roadblocks in Your Path to Success. Note to self, when you're not successful, don't tell people how to become successful. So, one day I was on a phone call with my coach and I was just feeling blue. And he says, What's going on? I said, you know, I really like speaking, but I can't come up with a topic to speak about. He goes, why don't you speak on productivity? And I remember saying to him, I said, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? He goes, because you're one of the most productive people I know. You need to share that gift with the world. I'm like, hmm, okay. And that's how my productivity journey began all the way back there as a result of a conversation with a coach. So folks, if you have a coach, listen to them. They probably are very wise and you didn't even really realize how wise they are.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And as a coach, yes, listen to your coach. If you don't have one, get one.
1: (laughs) Yes. Amen.
0: Well, I love the topic of productivity because that's an area that, uh, Even though I coach people productivity, I also get distracted in this distracted world. No. Yeah. (laughs) Productivity is such a huge topic. There is such an umbrella. Why did you choose to focus on uh, the distractions?
1: When I first got into it, I didn't realize that productivity was, in fact, a big umbrella. And so I came out talking about calendar apps and to-do lists and you know, no apps and stuff like that. And then I realized as I looked around, because I'm very observant, I'm always looking out and see what people are doing. And everybody's looking at their phones or there's some other distraction. And I started going, wow, that's a distraction. That's a distraction. So I started listing all the distractions and there's certainly more than five distractions, but I have the top, what I consider my top five. And I think everyone, they may put it in a different order. But my top five include social media, and most people are going, yep, email, yep, yep. Uh, people, yep, entertainment, because now we have everything streaming now, everything. You can get everything on demand now, and the fifth one is mindset. So I started helping people deal with these distractions because a lot of people don't even realize in that that they're being distracted. Their phone goes off. They pick up their phone. They didn't even realize they stopped working on their task or their project. And they answered the phone. You were just distracted, but you did it on autopilot. You're not even paying attention now that you're being distracted. Or you are trying to do your daily writing as you're going to write a book. And you hear someone next room over talk, 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 laugh, 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 laugh. And you start typing the same line, erase it. Type the same line, erase it. You don't even realize you're being distracted by the people next door. So distractions are killing our productivity.
0: Oh, I totally agree. And you know, it's, it's a challenge in today's world to create a, a distraction-free environment. So what, what's a tip that you have for people to um, set themselves up, uh, say for an hour of focused work and avoid those distractions?
1: Now, I'm going to assume that most people listening to your show are adults. So we need to practice adulting, okay? You need to be in charge of technology instead of letting technology be in charge of you. If you reach over to your phone and you turn it off, it's not going to scream and run away like a teenager or a little child. You have to be the boss. And now, I never turn my phone off because I'm disciplined. And what I do, first of all, I do not have vibration mode on. Disable vibration mode on. Because what people do, they do most of the things right. They will mute their phone. They will put it face down. But because vibration mode's on, they get a text. They get a phone call. They get a notification. What's your phone going to do? It's going to buzz. It's going to distract you. So disable your vibration mode, then mute the phone, Then put it face down. Now you don't know if you get a text or a call or a notification. That way you are in control. We have got to practice adulting. We've got to practice being in control of technology. I think technology is great. As Tony the Tiger used to say, it's great. But you've got to be the one in control. I promise you, if I turn off my phone, the world's not going to end. Mark Zuckerberg's not going to come to my house. Nothing's going to happen. And we have got to take responsibility for our own productivity.
0: I love that because that's probably a mistake I make As I turn it on silent mode or vibration and it still, yeah, buzzes. And I look over to see yep. what it is. And do I have to answer it right now? Is it something important? So uh, I love that because then you're not turning off the phone, but mm-hmm. you're disabling it. Yeah, I never so, thought like, of
1: that. Well, here's the thing is before we got on this, on this podcast interview today, my phone is right next to me. It's muted. It's face down. Of course, vibrations already turned off. My Apple watch is on do not disturb for an hour and it's muted. So if I get a phone call, it'll ring on my Apple watch, but it won't vibrate or anything because I'm focused on you and serving your listeners. But it's these little things. A lot, everybody wants the big hack. What, give me a big strategy. And I tell them, Okay, disable vibration mode and turn off ninety nine point nine 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 percent of your notifications. If you just do those two things, you will have so much peace because you won't be being distracted every time someone texts you, and you know, God forbid, if someone gives you in a uh, a group text. And so every time someone <sighs> does a message, ding 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 ding, sounds like a, a railroad crossing. You need to be in control. And the thing is, if you have vibration mode off, you have your phone muted and face down, guess what? You don't know if you're getting all those text messages, but you really need to turn off those notifications as well. I, I love, love them. That. I'm not saying some people say turn them all off. I don't say that. I have my calendar on. I have my to-do list on, my credit card apps, because if my card is charged and I'm home, I'd like to know about it, uh, you know, weather apps. But most, I think I have 130 apps on my phone probably 99% of them have no notifications turned on. You are in control of what notifications fire off on your phone. You have to take control of that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one thing I've been very careful of is the notifications on apps because they could just drive you crazy. I'd be distracted all day. So I love that tip. And so you said that one of your five distractions that you've identified is email. And I know that's a challenge for me. I get so much email coming in and, you know, keeping control of that. So how can we be the boss of our email instead of our email being the boss of us?
1: Stop living in your email. First of all, make sure notifications are turned off. Second thing, schedule time when you're in your email. Now I am the outlier. I can literally check my email every 10 minutes because I am very militant about my email and I don't get a lot of email that are non-client email. I don't sign up for email newsletters. I don't sign up for a PDF file that I'm never going to read. We've all done that. We sign up for a PDF file, sits in our desktop or sits in the folder. We never even opened it. So don't sign up for that. Sound like you've done it Annette. that. So I've done it too. (laughs) So, you know, let's just, let's be honest here and you got to get back control of your inbox. So where for me, I can literally check my email like every 10 minutes. and takes me like maybe two minutes to clean it up. I don't get a lot of email. Now, that is something I had to discipline myself for years on end. Now, I usually don't check my email every 10 minutes, probably a couple times a day. Number one, this is going to shock your audience, probably shock you in that. We're not that important, okay? If it's that important, you better call me or come knock on my, knock on my front door, okay? Don't email me. I don't like email because email... You know, if you get a lot of email, you're going to miss the important emails. And so I'm really, really militant about who gets in my email address. If I connect with someone on LinkedIn, of course, they get my email address and they turn around right away and they add me to their email list. Now, I educate them as Mr. Productivity. I'm like, hey, A, you're violating the terms of service of LinkedIn. B, if you live in Canada, United States, or Europe, you're breaking federal law. You can't, just because we're connected on LinkedIn does not mean I gave you permission to add me to your email list. So be very careful of that. The third thing I would say is when you're composing an email, get to the point, stick to the point. So if you have to email someone about a question and they already know the background, just ask the question. How many times we read an email, you get an email and it's like paragraph after paragraph. And it's like, oh my gosh, I I don't have time to read all this stuff. So get to the point, stick to the point. And if you got to ask three questions, send three emails. Because most people are going to read the email. They're going to read that first question, hit reply, answer it, and then they're going to be done. So send three separate emails, like one of three, two of three, three of three. It sounds silly, but we've all done it. You hit that first question, you hit reply, you send, and you forget about it. You don't continue reading the email. So one question per email is my advice.
0: I love that. I've never thought about it that way, but I hate reading long emails. I hate reading long Facebook posts.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like if I have to hit the the more button and it like creates this great big long thing. I'm I'm gone. I don't have time <laughs> to read long uh, long Facebook posts and long yep. emails.
1: Yep. And I've 100%. never I've
0: never thought about it that way. Yep. So talking. I'm here, I'm here
1: to serve. I'm here to serve, Annette. I'm here to serve.
0: Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. And so talking about the, the social media beast, how do we tame that? I know that's a huge distraction for most people
1: just a or little many bit of a people. Problem. Just a little <laughs> bit of a problem. Uh, here's the thing about social media, and we all know this. Social media is designed to keep you on the platforms forever or at least until you die okay and even after that so you have to be the one in control so i recommend people to do i shock people and i tell them i may consume social media 30 minutes a week and they're like wait no there's there's promoting your business your brand and your cause that's promotion not talking about that, you need to do that to grow your business and your brand and support your cause. I'm talking about when you're looking at cat videos on YouTube or cat videos on Instagram. What you need to do is you need to set yourself boundaries. So, get a timer, every phone has a timer. But I want you to go spend 99 cents or a buck fifty. Go get the most annoying alarm you can find on the App Store. Someone suggests I should come up with my own alarm. I don't know if I have time that right now. but And then what you do is you set it for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I wouldn't do it any more than 60 minutes. And then you set the alarm or you set the timer and you just do whatever you want to do on social media. Look at Instagram, look at Snapchat, look at LinkedIn, whatever you want to do, consume, consume, consume. But when that timer goes off, what do you think you do, And that You're done. You shut it down. Exactly. Most people have nothing but them collapsing in bed in order to get off social media. You've gotta have something that jolts you and said, hey, it's time to get off social media. If you don't, 30 minutes of best intentions is gonna get in an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, and you're like, oh my gosh, I just wasted four hours, because social media has endless scrolling for a reason.
0: Right, and two, I think, um, and that's what happens to me when I'm you know, bored or I'm not focused, is that four hours comes in small chunks. Yep. So, oh, you know, I've got ten minutes between a meeting. Let me check Facebook. When that ten minutes, I could have composed an email. I could have composed a social media post that, and you know, got it on Buffer and got it ready to uh, scheduled in, be sent out rather than scrolling mindlessly on on social media. So I have to catch myself as well because those little bite-sized chunks. Add up to four hours, five hours a day, three hours. And that time, you know, you could have spent 10 minutes writing in your book in between meetings, or there's a lot of things you could do rather than um, just endless, mindless scrolling.
1: One of my favorite books I love and I highly recommend everyone read, I wish it was mine, it's Kel Newport's Deep Work. It's an awesome book. I've listened to the audio twice, read the book once, incredible books about being productive in a distracted world. One of the things he talks about in the book is about embracing the boredom. Now, what he means by that is when you have 10 minutes before the meeting, you just like, don't do anything. Just be quiet. Just don't think about what's going to happen. But what we do, we grab for our phone. Oh, the leader of our country may be texting us. He's not, okay? He's not. So why not just like, Look around and say, "Oh wow! Look at the wallpaper. I haven't noticed that." Or, "Oh, look at the Judy's birthday's day. You know, we're we're not paying attention, cause we go right to our phone. Embrace the boredom. I love that, and I try to do that. I have this rule, and I go out to lunch with my wife. I said, "Can you put your phone down, please?" I mean, I'm your husband. I mean, look at me. Aren't I gorgeous? Look at me. You say I'm gorgeous. and say I'm handsome. Look at me. And I got to keep reminding her. I'm like, "Put the phone down." And like. It's not that nothing you're looking at. I mean, are you finding a cure for cancer right now? I mean, (laughs) what are you doing? And so, but we we instinctively pick up our phone. When we're bored, like you just said, we pick up our phone. Instead of embracing the boredom and go, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and look around. And we don't do that. We're always, oh, that's a waste of time. No. What if you take 10 minutes before the meeting and you just close your eyes and do some meditation. All of a sudden, boom, an idea pops in your head. Oh, my gosh because you weren't surfing Facebook, now the idea popped in your head. Think about that.
0: Right, right. Well, and I like that. And to me, I don't think it's so much that, uh, you know, we think it's a waste of time to spend that 10 minutes doing that. I think it goes back to what you said at first. It's that unconscious habitual, we just go right to it. You know, mm-hmm. we we, cre- we started that habit. Now it's just... Uh, an unconscious thing we don't even think about i'm wasting time it's like oh i got 10 minutes i'll just get on facebook instead of saying to ourselves okay what could i be doing right now that could be more productive uh or Mm -hmm. could i you know why not spend this 10 minutes just in quiet time breathing centering myself uh and you know albert einstein he had that thought time that thinking time and that's where he got some of his most genius brilliant ideas And that seems like a much more way to spend 10 minutes than mindlessly scrolling and seeing what everybody else is doing or not doing or complaining about or sharing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. or social media in general, Facebook. Yep. I say Facebook because I was on that checklist before
1: we got <laughs> here. So Oh, Annette, like Annette. Annette.
0: But, but I was actually posting in my group, so okay. in my Facebook group.
1: Okay, we'll forgive you. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive you.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, cool. I, I love um, all of those tips that you shared. What, what would be the biggest piece of advice that you would give entrepreneurs right now to get control of their time above what you've already shared with us today?
1: Always take the time to tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. So many people are in reactive mode. They don't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to work nine hours today. I already have four hours filled with podcast interviews, coaching clients, whatever the case may be. What am I going to put in the other five hours? And don't make it all about work. Okay, well, I want to take a lunch break. That's, that's 30 minutes. I want to walk the dog. That's 30 minutes. Okay, I want to read. That's an hour. Fill up their time. A lot of people, the thing that scares most people is white space. They don't realize it scares them. They schedule the real appointments like coaching clients, but the other five hours, they're like, oh, I'll figure something out. No, you better take the time and put something on your calendar because what gets scheduled has a much more likelihood of getting done than if you just have white space. You look at your calendar and go, well, I got a coaching client from one to two and then four to five. Hmm. Well, I'll certainly be productive between two and four. Will you? Probably not because nothing, there's nothing on your schedule. So it doesn't have to be perfect, but sit down. Like I, what I do is I use Brendan Burchard's high performance planner and I sit down and I'm like, okay, what do I want to get done tomorrow? Okay. And the fixed stuff, like this conversation with you is a fixed event. I can't call you and say, can we move for 15 minutes? But the other stuff like reading or walking the dog, I can fit it in, you know, other places, but I put it in my schedule. Even if I change it to look at, I'm not going to, well, I got to walk the dog. That's kind of mandatory, but uh, maybe I won't read from two to two thirty. Maybe I'll read from four thirty to five. So I can move that around, but I put something in my schedule and the, the flexible stuff, does get moved around a lot, but at least I took the time to put it on my schedule so I'm showing some intentionality, and it makes me more productive. Just telling my time where to go instead of getting the end of the day and go, man, I worked today, but what did I do? Does that make sense?
0: Exactly, exactly, and I think that's a great idea. I mean, I sit down and I write it in my planner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't necessarily schedule it in my calendar or my phone. And that's the calendar that I follow every day. That's when I got the notifications pop up to reminding me, oh, you've got this to do at this time.
1: Yeah. So what I do is I, I schedule in the planner and then I convert it to my iPhone calendar, which goes with me everywhere. But I actually schedule it on the planner in my own handwriting with, I'll use a prop here for those of you watching the video with a pen. And there's something magical about looking at your day and going, okay, And now keep in mind, I also have a running list of everything I've got to do every day. Okay. I actually write those down every day. And then when I see all the white space, I look at my tasks that need to get done maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. And I say, okay, what can fit in today? Because now I'm not just making stuff up. I already have a running list of things that need to be done, but they're not time critical. I mean, eventually before I die, they'd be done. But then I say, okay, what can be done today? And a lot of people don't do that. They sit there and go, okay, I've got the four hours scheduled. I don't know I'm going to do the rest of the stuff. And what happens is, well, I'll just check Facebook or social media for a couple of minutes. You spend an hour and a half on it because you've got nothing else that you didn't write down because you've made the mistake of keeping it in your head. And so when you need to do something, you have no place to go, oh, yeah, here it is. This is what I have to work on tomorrow or this afternoon. You didn't write it down. Now, of course, you can't remember it. So what do you do? You go goof off on social media
0: absolutely absolutely that's a great tip i i like that i'm gonna do more of that i recurring things i have in my calendar but day to day i don't stop and put things in my calendar unless it's a fixed appointment Mm. so i really like that advice so mark you have a special offer for our listeners
1: i believe yeah well everybody can go to my website which is mrproductivity.com mr is all spelled out and you get redirected to markstucheski.com. You're welcome. So when you go to mrproductivity.com, right there at the top, it says join the seven-day productivity challenge. For seven days, you just give me two minutes a day. I will give you tips and strategies on how you can become more productive. I'm a big fan of net, of simplicity. I think complexity is a gateway to procrastination. So I give you simple things to do for a week people have gone through this even people who thought they were productive and like wow i picked up some things and so that's the whole thing anybody can get a get a hold of it and sign up for it mrproductivity.com but don't just sign up and like read the emails actually do what i tell you to do because there's no magic in just signing up or just reading the emails you have to actually do and a lot of people you know They don't want to do. They think, oh, if I sign up, I'm going to be instantly productive. That's not how it works. You have to actually do the activities. And they're not hard, it takes you less than two minutes a day.
0: Well, very cool. Mark, it's been great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you, Annette. It was a pleasure to be on the show and serve both you and your audience.
0: Yes, I really enjoyed it. And Mark's info and links will be in the podcast notes. Remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners and check out my e-learning site, badassbusinessacademy.com, and join the Facebook group, Badass Business Builders Mastermind, and I'll post the link for that as well. Thanks everyone for listening. Go out and make it a badass day. Namaste.